parent should ever have to fear for their sons and daughters when they kiss them goodbye in the morning. Agreed. So I agree with both of those statements. And here's what you do to fix that. Tell your buddies in Congress, tell Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Marco Rubio, all the family men who care so much about their communities, that what we need are laws, real laws, that do everything possible to keep assault rifles out of the hands of people who are going to shoot our kids. Go on TV and tell them to do that. Does he uh, get into specifics? That's Jimmy Kimmel last night on his show of what laws he would like to have pushed forward. No. That's uh, that's that that's where it gets really difficult. <clears throat> no, and that's the national quote unquote conversation is uh, usually about as deep as that expression of a desire <clears throat> mingled with outrage. Desire that I share completely. Right, I think everybody does. And then when it rin- runs into the slightest practical counter. Not even a counter argument, but a uh, an expression of it's not going to be that easy. That's where the Kimmels of the world generally check out. Well, how? Yeah. Uh, so, well, so this particular kid. <clears throat> um, how do you keep a gun out of his hands without violating his constitutional rights? That's a tough one. A lot right. of a lot of people <clears throat> talking about his age. I was just going to bring that up. Um, and, and I understand. I get the, I get the, when, when you say, boy, you can't buy a beer, but you can buy that gun. That does seem weird on the face of it, but buying beer is not a constitutional right. It's not in the, it's not one of the, uh, the, the, the Bill of Rights. Right. Well, and the realize, the reason rather that we need to have a, a long, detailed, patient national conversation moderated by you, Jack Armstrong. Because I believe I'm the only person in America that can talk about guns without getting angry. Right. Um, is that there are so many interesting tangents to this, each of which will take some discussion. For instance, the, the, the oft stated argument yesterday, which you just stated, you know, you gotta be 21 to buy a beer, but you can buy uh, a rifle. Um, you know, the term assault rifle is, is thrown around a lot. It really doesn't mean much, but anyway, um, well, how about the fact that you have to be, you know, you can enlist in the armed forces at 18 and you can go even earlier with parental permission, various programs. Um, you have to be 25 to rent a damn car. I mean, we obviously have a sliding scale with many different increments at which we consider you an adult. For various reasons, um, some you know, like sociological, some biological. So, what well, is clearly the gun thing is pinned at eighteen because it's in the Constitution, right? Adult, you're a voting citizen. Adults get to own guns, with right. some exceptions if you're a felon or this or that. But, um, so yeah, you have to get around that. Now there was there is some talk yesterday. I guess uh, an old Obama person, one of his advisors, big name, uh, flits out of my head right now. Had some info out there about, look, we need to mobilize on the Second Amendment. And I thought, I'm, I'm, and, 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 and a lot of people on the right were aghast that he brought that up. I think it's awesome that he said it out loud because that's clearly the case for a lot of people. Right. I guarantee you, Nancy Pelosi and, and, a, and a lot of people would think the Second Amendment, there's a big chunk of the country, thinks the Second Amendment is wrong. We shouldn't have it. So let, maybe we have that discussion. At least then we settle that. And you could move on, because if that's the underlying point of a lot of the gun conversation, and we, we just it's, it's and, and one side doesn't want to say it out loud, that right. kind of confuses things. Well, it would save us a hell of a lot of time and trouble, because often the Jimmy's Kimmel of the world, and I heard all sorts of commentators and people spouting off that, you know, we, 
like the you got to be eighteen to blah blah blah, but you got blah blah blah. blah. Did you, we got to make this that? Well, no, that God, that doesn't pass like a five second Second Amendment test. So it would be handy if we were to just move on to the question of the Second Amendment to save time with people who have no idea it exists or what it says or what the you know the Supreme Court uh, case history is on it. It was posited to me, and I I ought to know this, I apologize for the fact that I don't, but I'm a bit of a drinker and my brain doesn't work so good, but uh, it was uh, suggested to us by an emailer that you can't simply repeal the Second Amendment because it was part of the originally um, adopted Constitution. The first 10 amendments of the Bill of Rights Mm -hmm. were part of the Constitution. So it's not the same as like uh, Prohibition was. Yeah. You get two-thirds of states or however that works. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that either. That's right, because I, it, I think any never, amendment can wouldn't, wouldn't happen anyway. Can alter any part of the Constitution, but you know, certainly, uh, I don't know, Tim Sandifer, if you're listening, first of all, there are better uses of your time. <laughs> um, but if you could hit me with a text, or yeah. actually, we have a number of pretty adept constitutional thinkers listening. It wouldn't um, happen anyway, but I suppose you'd save the time of mobilizing to overturn that amendment if it can't be done well, well um, right but uh, but again we'd get past the arguments that don't recognize that it exists which is a complete effing waste of time pardon me now i wish you could keep the guns out of the hands of the person we all think is most likely to shoot us um i had i think a lot of people have had in to- my case that would be you am i wrong <laughs> I think a lot of people have had the conversation at work or wherever these kids had at that school. Man, if anybody is ever going to come back and shoot up the school, it'd be him. Right. And he did. Right. So uh, if if you're the person at work or school or at your post office or wherever that everybody thinks, man, if anybody ever twists off and comes back and shoots us all, it's going to be him. I wish there was some way to take a special look at that person. But there's not. I don't know. I don't know how you would do it. So uh, we, being weird doesn't get you don't get to violate people's uh, constitutional rights for being weird. Right. Or loners. Right. Or giving you mean looks. I would hate that. I would hate that world. Um, you know, I need to. I, I couldn't figure out how to. Here it is. I couldn't figure out how to organize all the stack of, of emails and texts and everything and thoughts that y'all shared with us, which we appreciate. A lot of them are really good. Some of them are just. Angry and stupid, but you know it's not surprising to me at this point. Um, one, one more thought on what I was just saying. How you know? Not that it matters. This, this applies directly okay. to it. But go ahead. Irony doesn't matter when you're about to die, uh, but it would have to at least flip through your head when you're looking at the person at work or at school, or whatever. That you always wondered if they were the kind of, t- and there they are walking into the yeah. room with a gun. Yeah. You think I always knew that? Mm-hmm. We all knew that, and here it is. So we got this note from, we'll keep everybody anonymous, I don't know, some people ask to be, but um, this person writes, I did what the president said um, two months ago. As parents, we found a text conversation with our son's phone with his girlfriend. We checked because she was saying some crazy stuff. We found it out that she texted him about murdering us, and our son didn't tell us. Girl had spent time in juvie for stabbing a friend that her brother raped and was sent to jail for. So she and her brother ganged up on this woman, woman, stabbed, raped, etc. We told her parents, the school, the police. This woman, young girl, underage, with a history of violence, is texting homicidal threats. Nobody did a thing. 
If someone like that isn't even questioned, what do you do about potential school shooters? Now, Todd doesn't say this, but I'll jump in and say who are loners or a little angry or get drummed out of school because they can't behave or they had terrible childhoods and their adoptive parents both just died, et cetera, et cetera. If you have his case and everybody says, you know, there's really nothing we can do, what are you going to do with, you know, the other case I just described, which is the shooter yesterday? Uh, if someone like that is, needless to say, our son no longer speaks to the girl. We put parental monitors on his phone, but that's uh, that's something. You know, it's like I, I, I happen to be, well, we've talked about this a fair number of times, so people have sent us a lot of experiences. The idea that if you have a relative who's who's seriously troubled, I mean mentally ill, that you can call someone and that will start a chain of events that will take care of it. And they will not end up at the point of a gun and a tragedy or in jail or something. That's that's laughable. There's virtually nothing you can do as a loved one of that person at this point to to keep them safe. We have a grotesquely underdeveloped system for dealing with the troubled. Uh, Uh, Partly in our defense because it's so damn hard. Yeah, if you had unlimited money, it's really, really hard. Right. I mean, like close to impossible. Speaking of constitutional rights, yeah. And then you you throw in the fact that obviously we don't have unlimited money and and it's it's really, really a tough situation. Yeah, yeah. This is this this stuff's a bear. I get why people want to shout easy solutions at each other because you feel like you've unburdened yourself. You feel like you've done your part. This particular kid that was adopted, so, um, you know, who knows what his mom's situation was. A lot of times people adopt kids, and the kids turn out to have problems because, well, the reason they're up for adoption is that parent drank or did drugs or who knows what. Prenatal, you mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Neurological problems from the get-go, yeah. Right. And this kid who may or may not have been autistic, he, he was believed by some at some point. The only person he ever bonded with was his mom, and she died recently, and so he had no bonding with any human. Uh, violence, beating people up, kicked out of school, all that sort of stuff. And it's a terrible story. I don't know. what Do you preemptively lock that guy up? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. He shouldn't have a gun. No, obviously not. And that is what a Kimmel would tell us. And we agree with you, Jimmy. Now, please... The mechanics of preventing someone like that from having a gun that square with the Constitution. And that's it. Hey, it's hard as hell. I'm not criticizing Jimmy Kimmel for not, you know, solving that riddle for me. I'm just saying we appreciate your thoughts, Jimmy, but you haven't really helped. Um, anybody, text line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Do you have a... One thing you think would help. 415-295-KFTC. Or is that? Yeah, KFTC. We're not going to talk about this all morning long. But. No. Uh, you know what? Let me uh, read a couple of people's minds. Because I saw all the emails saying, we showed up to high school, junior high, etc., for what rifle practice. Brought him down to the principal's office. He held on to him until it was time for practice. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody had guns. That hasn't changed. So I think if you're going to be reasonable, you got to figure out what's changed and address that. Are there more crazy people? I'm not sure anybody knows the answer to that. Well, we both believe it's a social contagion. Right. I do believe that. Yeah. 
Uh, more on the way. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Armstrong and Getty, the incontinence of a nation. Did he say incontinence? I think he said incontinence. That was a mistake. And yeah, that can't be right. Um, it's too self-aggrandizing? That's the question. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of a nation. Well, as we were discussing last night, it doesn't leave a lot of headroom <laughs> for, you know, for stepping it up. We've gone from the voice of the West to the conscience of the nation. Right. Um, one of my suggestions I will not air because we'll get emails for months. Uh a modern-day Washington and Lincoln was one idea. That would be, you know, a way to step it up. But uh, so I, I swear to God, I, I, I uh, the government could put this on, but they're they're bad at things. I'm surprised some media outlet hasn't done a big primetime special with some, you know, heavyweight names that would get a tons of attention. <clears throat> like I was talking about yesterday, with a real honest discussion. Like I would have, because I I know a lot of gun owners. I know I know a couple of people that have lots of guns. You'd call them gun nuts. They're not dangerous in any way but they have a lot of guns um and 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 these people tell me that there are are so many guns that do exactly what an ar-15 does Mm -hmm. eliminating the ar-15 which is difficult constitutionally but even if you did there's all kinds of other guns that can that that are that are similar it's for a lot of people it's how they look they they they're they're crafted to look like a military gun it has there are other guns that don't look like a military gun it looks like a deer rifle but you, you can do the same thing does a quote-unquote assault rifle fire a bullet at the same rate of speed as like a single-action rifle? Is there any difference in that? Depends on the the gun. Okay, but but it's not something inherent to a quote-unquote assault rifle. No. Yeah, an assault rifle is a political term that that doesn't. That, that, there's not an agreed definition of what that means because obviously, if I use a gun to shoot you, it, I'm assaulting you with my gun. Right. 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 So in popular parlance, it's anything that looks like a military weapon. Yeah. Yes. That's what I use. It you, you can exactly replicate the capabilities of it without that look. And then what do you have? Plus, you know, the other difficulty in gun regulations is that you can make. Uh, you have to define what you're banning. And you have to be quite specific. And then somebody can give you know an engineer 10 minutes. They will design around that definition so a gun no longer fits that definition. But I understand where why this would be a conversation. Sure. The, the last five biggest shootings, which I think are the five biggest shootings in American history that have happened just in the last however many years, they all used AR-15s. So I can understand if you're not a gun person, you'd think, well, then we got to get rid of that gun. Uh-huh. That's clearly the idea. Right. Right. And and I'm not angry that people are proposing it. I'd no, like to I've, talk about I've it. I've never fired an AR-15. And I've never fired other guns that are supposedly as good as an AR-15. Or very similar to. So I mm-hmm. can't personally speak to the knowledge. I'd like to. Maybe I will. I don't live that far from a gun range. Maybe I'll try it out. Yeah, I, I have a number of those weapons. It was a number of years ago. But um, would you, did you have any questions? Got to kick like a mule. No, I don't have any questions. Yeah. Yeah, I just but the, the moment, my point like was firing a gun. Why can't we have a TV special with people not with an agenda? Say this is an AR-15. This is what it looks like. This is why they call it that. Here's here's other guns like it. This is why it, people like it. This is why people hate it. What, 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 why can't we do that? Why can't we? Why can't we accomplish that? Brought to you by Tide. Yeah. P.S. Don't eat our pods, idiots. 
<laughs> uh, so, boy, we got a ton of email on this. Um, some nice compliments on how we handle it. Thank you very much. Uh, suggestion that we're white supremacists, which is difficult to understand. Oh, that's right. Eric uh, said, go F yourselves and your white supremacist agenda and included a link to the Daily Beast, which claims that white supremacists say Nicholas Cruz, the shooter, trained with them and that he wore a Trump hat to school. So that sounds a little Russian misinformation-y to me, and or this incredibly troubled lad sought identity in the white supremacist movement for a cup of coffee. I don't know. But uh, he's that is certainly... A, if, if it's a Russian thing, that's a great idea. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, God, if the, in fact, if the, Russian, well. if the Russians didn't do that, they missed an opportunity. Yeah. Um, let's see, I salute you for your moderated coverage of the shooting and astute observations that creating super anti-heroes out of these guys is the worst thing we can do. And one thing that might do the most to prevent more of this sort sort of thing, yeah, because I believe it is a social contagion. I'm just just disgusted that almost everyone else went wall to wall and took calls from idiots proposing the single thing that would solve the problem forever, the talk radio thing. And then uh, our old buddy Kemper writes, there was no avoiding it all day and overnight or the next morning. The notion that the scale of the horror should be matched with coverage that's continuous for 48 hours is misguided. There's not that much to say that's worth hearing, and you're right. It's grief porn to have survivors tell their stories in detail or be grilled by idiot reporters who ask the obvious questions and get the obvious answers. Did you know anyone that died? It's important that we hear that question and answers from as many students as the media can wrangle in. Huh? No, of course it's not. You can't. You can't talk about guns without people getting mad. I mean, you just can't. Insta-anger. And like I said, I don't think you could make me mad talking about guns, other than if you yell at me. Right. That might make me mad. We got a couple of texts on that. Assault rifles, in quotes, are inherently less accurate and fire bullets at a slower speed than hunting rifles, which you can actually shoot from farther away. Then we got this text. Oh, my God, stop talking about an assault rifle has no definition. It's select fire or fully automatic weapon. An assault weapon is a political term. The difference between an assault rifle and assault weapon. I can see why you would yell at somebody for that. Because we're all supposed to be experts on constitutional law, every gun law that exists in every state, know every weapon inside and out, all of us before we discuss that. That that makes perfectly good sense. Or else we are deserving of your anger, sir. Let me tell you this, gun fans, and I own several guns. I've actually killed things with guns. I'm pro-gun ownership. Those of you who yell at anybody who asks a simple question about guns, you're doing your cause harm. It makes people think, you know, we do need to take guns away because you're a nut job. Right. Because you screamed at somebody who, for whatever reason, is not into guns because they ask a simple question about an AR-15 or assault rifle or something like that. But you feel like you've got to yell at them. Do you think you're doing yourself any favors with that? A lot more thoughts to share via the email bag, etc. Somebody put together that TV show that I'm wanting. You do it. Seriously. I'll do it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Boy, I'll tell you the backstory. Mental issues plaguing the alleged Florida shooter. On a more positive note, yogurt is great for your heart. And we've got Positive Sean's Olympic medal meltdown coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Man, Norway's good. How many people live in Norway? A couple million people? And they dominate the Winter Olympics. Um, All that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So CNN got records from the sheriff's department there in the county where this horrifying shooting took, and this has just come out. 
Deputies had been to this kid's home 39 times yeah. in seven years. Good God. I've never had the police at my house in my entire life. Not once. Um, that's right. I, when I was a victim of a crime, they came out to show me some mug shots, but mm-hmm. that's different, I think. Yeah. Uh, 39 times over a seven-year period. That's so somebody who had the police out 20 times in a seven-year period, they dwarfed that. Not even close, yeah. So we're going to learn a lot more about that. Dang it. You know, it's so obvious what needs to happen. And it may. We need five subcommittees. One on the media. Because the media is a huge part in this. One on mental health. One on gun regulations. You know, and, and I don't have the list complete in my head, but you see what I'm driving at. Have each of those committees go hardcore and figure out their sub-issue and then come back with the report. Here's what's doable. Here's what might be doable. Here's why. And all those committees, then, you know, you got the main thinkers who take all that in and suggest a course of action. Right. A course of action that will, in all probab- probability, be pretty wise, pretty smart, pretty successful, and completely ignored. Because that is the history of these things in this country. Right. Please see every effort at tax reform, immigration reform, etc. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, a 19-year-old has admitted to police to opening fire with an AR-15 on Valentine's Day at that Florida high school, killing 17. He's been charged with murder, ordered held without bond at a court hearing, after which his attorney told reporters... He's mournful. He's remorseful. Um, He is fully aware of what is going on. That's his lawyer? And he's just a broken human being. ABC News says the alleged shooter was adopted when he was a baby. His father died 13 years ago, and his mother just died last November of the flu. Now, one of the teen's neighbors was talking with the New York Times, saying he had emotional problems. I believe he was diagnosed with autism. He had trouble controlling his temper. He'd break things. He would do that sometimes at our house when he lost his temper, but he was always very apologetic afterwards. Yeah, and, and then he was suddenly on his own after the death yeah. of his mother. Yeah, the only person he'd ever bonded with in his life. Yeah. And uh, and the neighbor said that uh, sometimes he, he remembers when the kid would hold his ears and bang his head against right. the wall screaming. I mean, right. Yeah, he was... Wow. He, he's a broken kid long before this. So, yeah, yeah he, obviously he shouldn't have an AR-15. Uh, God dang it. How, what, what, do you, what do you do with this situation? Here's a quick yeah, but, note from my friend uh, Mike, the attorney. I do adult disabled guardianships. The constitutional issues with depriving someone of their liberty are many and varied. That and involuntary admission into a mental institution is a poor way to stop these people because the hurdle for finding one incompetent is high. Hot-tempered, alienated, lonely, scared, and autistic is not reason to deprive someone of their liberty. Because there are hot-tempered, autistic people who function in society. Right. You don't get to throw that person in jail because they might do something. And listen, I realize this is probably incredibly discouraging, but if you don't know this, the history of every totalitarian regime of the last 150 years, once mental illness was recognized as mental illness, is that you accuse all dissidents of being mentally ill, and you put them in a, a mental institution, and they're never seen again. So, yeah, there's reason for caution in this. God dang it. What a yeah, tough I situation. I know. And yet, we didn't have people shooting up schools True. back in the day. At True. least not very much. 
The neighbor going on to tell the New York Times, as you were saying, Jack, his mother was his entire life, and when he lost her, I believe that was it for the boy's peace of mind. Right. So, and listen, his, his only the only thing he had to hold on to with, with, with like reality or compassion right. was gone. Right. Um, dang it. What a tough situation. There's no single solution that's going to help. It's going to be a complicated thing. And um, But at the same time, I recognize, you know, People who are anti-gunner on the left, they just want to go after the guns because you got this guy with, I mean, absolutely understandable, diagnosable uh, emotional problems. You got the the kid at Newtown. And I'm not going to memorize these people's names. Right. I'm not going to spout off their names. I don't want to be an expert in it. Um, he was profoundly mentally ill. Uh, the the uh, Colorado shooter, profoundly mentally ill. Holmes. Um, then you've got the, uh, the the guy who actually was the guy at Columbine. He was absolutely a psychopath right. seeking to prove his superiority other over common human beings. A completely, wildly different case than any of the other ones I mentioned. So, you know, trying to find one blanket and throwing it, throwing it over all of them is just, it's not going to work. The Arizona guy who shot Gabby Gifford, completely crazy. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah certifiable. Um, uh, I did hear somebody say, doesn't mean it's true, that almost all these guys, and it's always guys, uh, have no father in their lives. I, I know that's true for a bunch of these. I haven't gone back and done the research to independently verify, but I know that's pretty common. You hear about the mom right. and dad either died or you don't even hear about a dad. Right. Now, well, you look at the people in prison and those numbers are overwhelming. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right, on an entirely different matter, go Team USA. You got the U.S. men's hockey team beating Slovakia, but yes, you got a, that, yes, Slovakians. But you got American Michaela Schifrin finishing out of the medals in fourth place in the slalom, a stunning shutout for the athlete who's considered the best woman's slalom skier in the world. So she got so nervous she couldn't compete, and she says, "No, I wasn't sick. I was just so nervous." And she has beat all these people yeah. multiple times yeah. in in similar competitions. Wow. I wonder if she had won a gold medal already earlier right. in the Olympics. Right? Yeah. yeah, I wonder how much of it is the uh, what it will do for my life. Because you can win every competition in the world other than the Olympics, and I'm never going to hear your name. So you're not going to sell me anything. Right. <laughs> but if you are the gold medalist in the Olympics, you now are wealthy, and you sell me stuff maybe forever, Summer Sanders. Um, so maybe that's the pressure. Yeah, well, this is the one people actually notice. Those who end up selling you batteries for the rest of your life are those who can put that out of their heads. Yeah, and finally, which we, is weird because we I only buy my batteries from somebody yes. who can compete on the biggest stage. <laughs> so, ironically, this Chiffron gal cared so much about selling me batteries, <laughs> she will never sell me batteries. She defeated all these people multiple times. Right. She should be walking around, I'm better than you, I'm better than you, I'm better than you. I've proved it over and over again. Her A's are class A, her double A's are better. <laughs> Don't start me on her nine volts, and yet... She will never see that day. Mm. And now we got positive Sean's Olympic. She'll be relegated to feminine hygiene products. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Positive Sean's Olympic medal meltdown. Yes, because the only true way to value who wins something is how much value it brings back to the individuals competing and or the countries they're representing. So were we to melt down the medals, here is their dollar values. With Norway is in the lead. They have crested. They are just over $6,000 wow. worth of winnings. Right. The only one in that neighborhood. Second place is Germany with fifty eight hundred. Uh, the Netherlands just over five thousand dollars. Jumping all the way down to Canada 
is uh, they have just under 4000 so they have 3900 USA still in fifth place with $3,200. Humiliating. And Finland. Yes. $10.50 in winning, staying strong at three bronze medals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How much? $10.50. I'll wait till this weekend. The mighty Finns will come roaring back. God, Norway's killing us. Yeah. Biggest, richest, yeah. Uh, the richest country on earth. Well, um, their population's uh, about five and a quarter mil. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to, so it's like the Bay Area of California plus Stockton. Um, <laughs> so, but it, it, these are countries where people care about this stuff. Yeah, they, it's entirely uh, cultural. Uh, now they might they care like crazy. They slalom to work. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, they might care like crazy in Egypt. Um, but you know, there's just not a lot of places to slalom. By the way, um, this... so you got to obviously have the the terrain. Uh, reason one million slalom why... down the uh, the pyramids. Latest reason why newspapers are dead. USA Today with their big Michaelia feature on how she's going to be the most decorated Olympic this or that and whatever because they assumed she was going to win and they ran the newspaper and they printed them all and put them out across America. She finished fourth, is that right? Didn't even get a bronze. Out of the medals. I wouldn't buy a battery from you if I... (laughs) I lost my train of thought. (laughs) There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the incontinence of the nation. Ah, Again, somebody check that. That's a typo. All right. She also said she has the inability to put bad performances out of her head. She just dwells on them and replays them over and over in her mind. Oh, no. That's like the number one thing in sports psychology. She's 22 years old, and she's going to think about this for the rest of her life. She needs to see a shrink. Don't think about this the rest of your life. Wow. Loser. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did I say loser? Oh, my That's... God. You're not helping her, the no. poor girl. Loser. I'm, yeah, I can't stop oh, saying it. Wow. Jeez. Oh, wow. This, these are ugly times. She uh, seems like a nice girl. What are you, the comment section on YouTube? <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah, that sucks for her. Of course, you know, maybe we should be celebrating the people that beat her. Yeah, some Norwegian. <laughs> Great. I like the way you spit out the word Norwegian. <laughs> Like, it's just disgusting. <laughs> Norwegian rhymes with contagion. Kind yes, of. somebody found Washington's hair. George Washington's hair. Was it missing? Which is exciting. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Transition music after this. Okay. I just. Sean and I got into the discussion during the commercial break. And I was just thinking about how, oh, I got to do that Ted Cruz thing too, because that's interesting. Um, anger is so much an easier emotion than sadness. That's why a lot of people go to anger when really the underlying cause is sadness. Happens mm. all the time. It's a, it's, wow. a re- it's a regular thing he- human beings do. Wow, this... It's just easier. You can get you can get some feeling of enjoyment or, or righteousness or I'm doing something with anger. Right. You can't get any of those things out of sadness. Yeah. And it, it was easier yesterday when I just hated this kid and he was just a murderous scumbag that needs to pay. Right. And then when you find out about his life and it's just horrifying and he may have no control over over his life the masterpiece of the genre truman capote's in cold blood probably right and uh and so then it's just sad and it's a lot more difficult to look at this whole story and be sad for the people who got shot and sad for the person who shot him for his sucky life in the hand that he was dealt it's a lot easier to be angry 
Anger is easier. Wow, that's heavy. You've made it me is, sad. It is heavy, but now I'm sad. When you're sad, you're just sad, and then yeah. you got to wait for it to go away. I guess. Yeah. But I mean, that's just a freaking awful story. Wow. Good morning. You're yeah. right. That's really, really wise and and heavy. And, and we need transition music because who would want to listen to this? Wow. That's a jarring transition. <laughs> Here it comes. There you go. That's the hook. The hook will bring you back. Yes. So do I want to do this? This is why people hate Washington, D.C. You may have seen some of the clips of Ted Cruz yesterday. Oh, I thought we were doing the other thing. I was all excited. <laughs> I could save this. I'll save this. I'll save why people hate Washington, D.C. Um, I wind my way to victory. You see that, kids? Oh, do we have any little kids listening? It works. <laughs> awesome. So you were just talking the other day about how you'd like to own some of Lincoln's hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm prepared to bid immediately. Well, some guy who had an old-timey Beard book. hair, yes. Head hair, definitely. How about any? <laughs> how about any hair from anywhere else in the body? For yeah, some reason, do. For no, my not purposes. for me. For some reason, I do not want. You, you I'll don't take want Lincoln's armpit hair, <laughs> or a variety of other places. Right. I don't want any of that. No. No. Well, I think no. you're a fool. No. He had hair. You can get it for a cut rate. Here's he had really hairy legs. Here's a whole envelope full. <laughs> he used to shave his legs. Well, as you know, my interest is entirely in cloning the great emancipator. Oh, that's right. Or other founding fathers. I well, don't. He wasn't a founding father, but he was pivotal certainly. I don't a have. Pivotal father. Uh, I don't have Lincoln's hair, but I do have George Washington's hair. So yes! This guy had an old-timey book, really old-timey-looking book. Well, it's, it is old-timey. It's from 1793. It's a book called Gaines Universal Register or American and British Calendar for the Year. Sounds like a good read. Wow, by either title, it sounds fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Yet uh, b- buried in the volume on a library chef at Union College in wherever this is. It doesn't matter. Oh, New York. Was a lock of George Washington's hair with a little note about it. Damn. Yeah. Wow. He stumbled upon the six strands of gray white hair tied with a thread inside an envelope tucked into the leather bound book during a, a recent, um, you know, going through the books. Right. Um, and it said George Washington's hair. Yeah. And it's hey, I, yeah, beautiful hair. There's a contemporary Washington's so on tape. I read this the other day when I first came across this story. It was common back then to uh, to send people hair, yeah, a lock or of your keep hair. people's hair as a memento. It's very yeah. common. This is grandmother's hair, which right. now seems kind of strange. Yeah, kids, you never met your grandmother, but here's her hair. Oh, nice, oh, awesome, wow, no split ends. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. So we don't do that anymore because right. it seems creepy. Yeah, but uh, back in the day, it was pretty common, and so there you have. He never wore a wig, despite some of the uh, rumors to the. Uh, contrary, he was a redhead most of his life. When he got older, his hair went gray, like happens to a lot of us. And there you had his gray white hair. So. Yeah, you got to see the statue of uh, Washington astride his horse uh, there at Mount Vernon with his red hair. He's a big man, very big man. People don't know that, except people who do know that. <laughs> um, you know what I would do? I would, uh, <laughs> I would clone Washington. I would clone him. I would raise him, educate him, and then upon adulthood. I would employ him at my restaurant. I would make him a busboy in the restaurant. And I, you know, I'd tell him, hey, those tables need to be cleared. And he'd say, you know, listen, my intellect uh, led me to invent the notion of the 
secular, non-monarchical chief executive. Yeah, b- I invented blah, blah, blah. the peaceful transfer <laughs> of power from one executive to the other, and I'd say... Yeah, yeah, but those tables need to be bust. All right? Hey, be the father of a clean table. Now go. Could you take some of Lincoln's hair and some of Washington's hair and with that CRISPR technology clone kind of a combination of the two and have them run for president someday? Well, you might end up with like an ugly, depressive, lanky... Slave owner. (laughs) And really, we don't need one. Washington's hair. You ever been uh, tempted to collect uh, old books? I I have. I've I've in fact I have a number. It's not a lot. I just I can't resist the notion of uh, uh, hundreds of years ago. And I think the oldest book I probably have is the early 1800s. Um I can't resist the notion of someone holding in in, in their hands and and absorbing those ideas, holding that very book, you know, hundreds of years ago, who never imagined me or my time or my technology, or whatever, and vice versa. I just there's something cool about that. Well, keep going through those old books, uh, see if you come across any hair. Yeah, stray strands. Here's a little of uh, Nathan Hale's mustache. I'll be damned. Fantastic. <laughs> Grover Cleveland's nose hair. Did you see the clip of Ted Cruz and guns and stuff? Well, it's not the whole story from CNN. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.